Some brands choose to buy recognition. NGK would rather work for a living. Time after time, track after track, season after season, the engines that continually propel NHRA teams to victory often rely on NGK spark plugs. From factory stock cars to the top fuel class, we put our name on the line. And when we finish first, which happens a lot, we go back to work. Why? Because sometimes recognition can come with a price, but actions always speak louder than words. We earn it. We own it. That's what matters to us. NGK Spark Plugs, since 1936. Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the Wigan Warriors. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast, where we talk everything motorsports marketing related, the ins and the outs, the do's and the don'ts, the turning lefts, going straights, the rumors and the gossips. We are here to entertain you in the world of motorsports. So Cameron Frey and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for rating, review, subscribe, telling 10 of your closest friends. And let's get into this week's episode. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars, where we have already gotten off the rails of the railroad track and the train is on fire. Yes, we are trying to get back to normalcy in life, just like the rest of the world is. Let's stop with all the unemployment benefits, the masks. Unless you live in California, you guys just go ahead and continue carrying on out there because we're not really sure what you're doing anyway. Nonetheless, what's going on, Cam? How you doing? Oh, just marvelous, buddy. How are you, Don? You got to go to the racetrack this weekend. What did I do this weekend? Oh, I went to the river. It was fun. I had a good time out there. I had no race cars in sight, which was kind of nice. And, and the boat ran phenomenal. Thank Does anybody God. else that listens to this show want to send in a hate mail at racers and rental cars and try to explain to me how a knucklehead that lives in California gets excited by going to the river? Does that not, not just scream that he should be labeled a hillbilly or redneck something? It's, it's actually All really funny. There. It's funny you say that because we were sitting at the pool because it got windy. So we took, so we got off the water and we were sitting in the pool and we were talking to these, this family next to us and they were from Costa Mesa and we live in Huntington beach, which is literally like, I don't know, 10 minutes away from each other. And they're both beach communities. And we drove five hours to meet them <laughs> in a puddle of water in the middle of the desert, you know, but it was still probably sunny in 75 at our house, which is, we were actually, we're all joking about that and laughing about it. But yes, yes, I am a redneck at heart. See, you know this. I should not see, be living are, in California, Don. You, we've already discussed this many a time. You just keep going, though. It's like, but if Cheetos College worst, moved, I probably would. I'm locked in right now. You're the worst gerbil ever on the wheel. Get off the <laughs> wheel. What in the world? For the love of God, this is why sponsors 
come and go on our show because they finally realized that Cam's, even though he's supposed to be some big time actor, California oh guy from, from Jack Frost. And then they realize he's really a hillbilly that got stuck in California because of tax evasion or something. And now they, <laughs> yeah. they won't no, stick this, around. <laughs> this is not the place you would want to go if you were hiding, hiding from the IRS. I'll tell you that. Coming from a guy that's been audited. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can you yes. spell audited? Just say no, I can't. Oh <laughs> uh, no yes i did i went to charlotte i went to charlotte i was talked in i was uh motivated um and probably come up with a couple other words to uh make the trip uh saturday afternoon drove down to charlotte was there sunday um I'm sure we'll talk about it more later on in the show, but uh, it was uh, there to enjoy the four wide of 2021 for the NGK NTK four wide nationals. So that was awesome. And I think what was probably more awesome is the fact of all the business and stuff that has been going on in the social media world of motorsports. You talked earlier in a couple of shows ago when we we're talking about four wides, about how much you didn't really like four wides, right? They were spectacles. I'm here to tell you right now, um, you know, granted, had some assistance for the Char- or Z-Max Dragway, you know, the state of North Carolina up and up 100% on Friday. And so they were allowed to go to max capacity. This. Was it really yeah. max capacity, though? Was it really sold out or no? Uh, like the tickets, at, no, it was not sold out for Sunday. I would consider the crowd on Sunday pretty good under the circumstances. I mean, to be, you know, a late notice deal on Friday. Oh, hey, we're wide open. Um, I, I would consider that it was a really good crowd. And these people were excited about the forward. I mean, well, that's the thing. a lot of people that the people that I've I mean, everybody says, yeah, it's cool, but most of the people that I've ever talked to, they say, yeah, it's cool. I saw it once. And then I'd, I wouldn't mind going back to normal. But man, did we have some challenges? Yes. I, there, it's a, there, there's a couple of different topics that we could talk about on that. And, but we'll get to that later in the show. I think probably more so than anything, I, I want to make sure that we give credit where credit's due. Cameron folks went out this week and actually got a guest for the show. I want to let you know, that and, and he worked extremely hard on this because I was traveling over the weekend and he sent me a text and said, and we're talking multiple days before we record, and said, I have got a guest for the show. He went out, worked really hard. So please reserve your hate mail at Racers and Rental Cars comments for Cam. I even, you know it. I Black even got Black. two on the hook. Today's and potentially next week's or the week after. All right, folks. Again, Just breaking saying. news. Cam's going to get another gold star. Overachiever. So we have been on the air for going on almost three years. <laughs> and Cam has gotten us a total of five guests now. <laughs> so I just want to let everybody know. Thank hey, you man. very much for all, all that constructive criticism for Cam. Don, I'm not just a pretty face. I'm just saying. Whatever you sold your wife on, you just need to stick with it. That's all. I, mean, I, I try and I keep, to, I keep whatever. asking her if she's ready to wake up from the stream. Yet. You just make sure your insurance doesn't run, run out on whatever medication you're giving her every morning. Cause she's going to wake up one day and go, what am I doing with this guy? 
Yeah. Speaking of that, she's got her immigration to become an America citizen on Monday. So cross your fingers. Hopefully she'll be American. Hey, all, on oh, Monday. Is she taking her test? Yeah. Taking her test? Yep. Has she been studying? She has. Dude, some of this did shit you, is hard. <laughs> like there's like you 120 ask? questions. She has to, I mean, they're she has to answer six out of ten correctly of these hundred and twenty, I think. And dude, like we were like she was reading them off to me while we were driving to the river. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I, eighth grade was a long time ago. I don't know any of this crap. Did, is it, wait a minute, hold on. I did not know that it was sixty percent. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And we wonder and we want to know what's wrong with our country. Sixty percent of the time six, it works all the six, time, Don. Sixty percent is not a passing grade. Okay. Hey, <laughs> whatever, hey a, whatever works, man. I I, I just want this Cheetos to be done. college. I've paid, I've paid enough freaking money for to to make it work. So I just hope it all goes according to plan. So she know, she does, does she know when the Declaration of Independence was written? Uh she did get that one right, yes. Okay. All yeah. right. She, yeah. Does she know the Pledge of Allegiance? I think so. <laughs> but what's weird is she she spells America with an E-H, which is kind of weird. Oh, my God. Just kidding. A- Angie. Just kidding. Listen. Come on. Write the answers on your hand. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway. Uh, hey. Pass let's get your guest on the show. Get your guest rung up. Dude, call See, him I up, mean, dude. Let's. You let's got, I mean, you, you. Okay, got, he's I mean, kind of fa- he's kind of famous. I I dug pretty deep. Um, he actually, you know, what's really cool about this? You, I, you I, dug I, deep. Yeah, I dug really deep. No, not really. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I heard that he's actually a fan of the show, which I thought was really fucking cool. First of all, and I kind of got like all giddy inside when I heard that he, somebody actually listens to our nonsense. And uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And he happens to be sponsored by McLeod Racing, whom Angie is employed with. And so it all, you know, a couple text messages went back and forth and boom, here we are. Now we're just best of friends. So, um, yeah, so we can uh, bring Mr. Two-time SFWD champion, Ricky Silva. Is it Silva or Sylvia? How do you pronounce it? What's going on, guys? It's Silva. Oh, okay. I got it right first time. Yeah, commonly yeah. mispronounced depending on what track you're at. That's right. I for Ray, no one can understand that. They just say, yeah, that's Cameron, the 12-year-old in the left lane. So <laughs> I know the feeling. So welcome to the show. Factory sponsored McLeod Racing, Boxo. We just learned that Don and Ricky are actually teammates. They're brothers from another mother. They didn't even know it. Um, Boxo, baby, tools in the wild. There you go. There you go. Welcome to the show. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Rip his Ricky stripe off. Anyway, Ricky, <laughs> hold on. Cam's over there reading off, uh, obviously, like a sticky note or a barroom napkin that he wrote your My freaking hand. Hello, down. but I've, I got sweaty palms. I'm nervous. So it just. Right, yeah. just so he was, he was over there like playing Wheel of Fortune and needed to buy a vial. What in the world was that SFWGC? Two one six. What what in the world, my friend? SFWD is the abbreviation for the class that we compete in, which is uh, sport front wheel drive. Mm, Okay, I'll take that. I'll buy that for a dollar. It's basically, for comparison's sake, I would say it's kind of like what Outlaw Ten Five used to be. 
where it's stock chassis, tire limited, turbo limited, you know, minimum weight, some vague appearance rules, and, you know, basically a, uh, some fuel rules depending on what, what, uh, what track you're racing at, but pretty much the gist of what we do. I mean, I will say the thing looks pretty sick in all of his photos. I, I told him before the show, I didn't know much about the import scene. That's why I wanted to have him on too and talk about the marketing world and sponsorship dollars and things like that in the import world. But his car is rad. I mean, it just got a new McLeod wrap on it. So it looks pretty sick. But my first question, well, uh, uh, let me let me back up. Let's give your elevator pitch. Hi, my name is Ricky. And what do you do here? Hi, Ricky. So, <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> my name's Ricky Silva. I'm 36 years old. I currently uh, am the full-time mechanic at CLM Motorsports, which is also the shop that pretty much maintains my car and tunes my car. I'm the uh, owner and driver of the McLeod Racing uh, Sport Front Wheel Drive Honda Civic that competes in the uh, Sport Front Wheel Drive class or the uh, X Front Wheel Drive class, depending on which track we're at. Okay. How many races a year do you guys do? Generally, we're somewhere from like six to nine, depending on, uh, depends, you know, on breakage, obviously. And because these things break a lot, huh? Uh, we're at, we're at, so we're at the point we're, for the most part, we're running like factory casting heads and blocks and stuff like that. So we're at the limit of that stuff. Um, to run these cars at the power level that we're at, you know, we're making somewhere, you know, north of like 1300 horsepower to the wheels. Um, you know, stuff does start to break. You do have to lean on the tune-ups to be competitive, you know, so it gets to a point where there is some breakage. Like, you know, this past weekend we had a fair amount of breakage that we had to, we had to do some wrenching most of the weekend. But uh, I mean, I'm used to hanging out with Joe from a cloud and his, he, he touches his door handle and the thing falls apart. So, I mean, that could be why. Um, so, I, I mean, I miss just be jaded. But, yeah. Okay. Well, that's not bad. I mean, well, uh, the race cars break. They all break. I mean, I just, uh, I, for some oh, reason. Hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. What kind of car do you have? It's a uh, 97 Honda Civic hatchback. Okay. All right. You, you're over there. You're just like import. It's like import what? Import wine, import whiskey, import cigars. What import what? I want to know. The, the people need to know. The people need to know. All right. So 97 Honda Civic hatchback. I'm I'm assuming that the hatchback plays into the rules. Uh, it doesn't really. It you know, basically we just have to be some kind of import body. The class that we race is predominantly dominated by Hondas. Um, there's a few Volkswagens that come out from time to time. Um, yeah. Much, it, but mostly Honda Acura. You know, the aftermarket support for the Honda Acura stuff that, like, you know, what we're doing is just, it's been incredible for years. So, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer when it comes to building one of these cars. So we got it. So you're telling me that this, uh, what did you say? SFWD. Yeah, Sport Front Wheel Drive. Okay. So Sport Front Wheel Drive classes are getting significant amount of OEM support I even at two decades okay I was gonna say like even at like almost getting ready to be three decade old body styles and and so forth so what so what are we getting for support from the OE side from the OE side there's really not 
honestly. Um, okay. For for the most part, there have been a couple guys that have tried to go after like uh, Honda factory performance, but like you said, the cars are getting older, so it gets to a point where they basically want to be involved with all the newer model stuff. Obviously, the stuff that kids that you know people can relate to. Uh, which we did actually have the opportunity to participate in something that was actually backed by Honda at one point. Um, a couple, probably going back like three, four years ago, we got invited to go to a taping for Motor Trend uh, TV that was actually put on between Super Street Magazine, Honda, Continental, I think was a sponsor also. So they had, you know, if you've ever seen Motor Trend, those, those world's greatest drag race where, you know, they got like yep. eight, nine cars. So we did that one with basically Hondas. So we ended up oh, going okay. down to, uh, it was actually at the NASA base in Florida where at the actual space station. So we went down there. It actually logistically, it was like a nightmare for us because the taping was to start on Monday. We had a race at English town on Saturday and Sunday. So we're like, listen, like, we could probably get down there, but I can't guarantee that the car is going to be in one piece. So at the time, we had a Civic that was converted to all-wheel drive. That was a, like, you know, all-around street car. Like, you could saw this thing parked in a ShopRite parking lot. You wouldn't look at it twice, but it was an eight-second car. So nice. we ended up sending that down there, and we went down. So we raced. There was, a, you know, a couple, a couple different guys from the West Coast, Midwest, that came out for the taping. And... um we ended up doing really well. We won the race and the prize for the race was actually a 2017 Honda Civic that they had been building on the previous episodes. So we ended up bringing that home and That's you know, cool. that thing's still, still around today. But that was pretty much the extent of like the factory support from Honda. You know, they are still, they're still pretty involved with that stuff. But like you said, it's mostly the newer stuff that they're looking after. Nice. I know with you being, I'm sure you've been in this for a very long time. I'm assuming like, I mean, how long? When so my I question, a little background, yeah. um, racing my own car has been about since like 2010 in okay. uh, 2006 and seven, I was actually working on a GM racing supported NHRA sport compact team when they were racing the Cobalts on the actual traveling circuit. Okay. Um, Who was that? And in 2017, I mean, in 2007, that went away. And 2008, there was kind of like a little bit of a makeshift series between NHRA kind of supporting the Nopi series that was around at the time. Oh, yeah. Actually, I remember that. That all went away. Um, and then I did a little bit of uh, drifting support with a couple guys that, um, the guys from around <laughs> that are Jersey based, Gardella Racing. It was like a Mobile One, Red Bull, Camaro, and Solstice that they were campaigning in the formula b series we did a little bit of i was doing just you know kind of like crew chief work just over there making sure you know people were doing what they were supposed to cars not blowing up you know helping out just general stuff like that okay so that kind of that kind of segues right into my question so um i remember the it was like the sony explode was that what it was yeah okay so that was like in the heyday of, of the import scene right Don rolling right. his eyes. Okay. So, but it was like a legit thing. Like people were doing it for a living, right? It was huge. What it was, was the girl's name? Was it Lisa Kubo and her Gary yes. Kubo? Yeah. yeah Lisa, that, okay. Lisa's actually still around. Um, we actually got uh, one of the promoters out in California had brought us out in 2018, I believe, to go to, 
Is it Fontana? I think yeah. it was Fontana. I forget the track exactly, but I'm pretty sure it was Fontana. Probably. And yeah. we went to Fontana for a race that they put on. And actually, Lisa was there and came out to come check out all the cars. And it was pretty oh, cool wow. because, you know, those are people I looked up to when I was younger and read in the magazines. Just like, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Bergen Holtz brothers. They were like the first ones to put a wheelie bar in a front wheel drive. And yeah, yeah. Those guys are actually like good friends of mine now, just for me working on some of the teams and traveling around. And, I, you know, I speak to them from time to time. And it's funny because like going back like a year or two ago, I actually got to race Ed at the World Cup finals. He was driving a guy that's out from California's car that he drives. That's guy, Jason Parks. And we actually got to race each other, you know, at the top of the track. I'm like, man, like I, I know the car ran good. Like we ran a personal best. And he's like, oh, man, like, so what's going on? Like, I haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, dude, like, like, this is weird. Like, I'm getting to race a guy that, like, I grew up, like, looking up to, you know? No, that's awesome. That's what's cool about racing. I mean, in motorsports in general, like, it's just a big family. It just, we just sometimes got to put the pieces together. But so, with that being said, like, I know, like, I want to segue this question into, like, a little bit of a marketing segment. So, it went, like, imports went from being, like, this huge thing, like, this, it was, like, a total, total movement. And everybody was doing it, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, this is going to be the next thing. Like, and then it just like dipped out. Like it was like somebody just went whoop with the rug and it was gone. So, and then, like you said, I think people kind of started transitioning into maybe Formula D or like drifting because they didn't really know what to do. It seemed like. So talk to me about that transition and how it is now especially with you. I mean, obviously you're racing at an elite level still with these with doing six to nine races a year. That's still a pretty fair amount. And I mean, obviously everything costs a lot of money. How is it getting sponsorship or trying to get sponsorship? Or, I mean, do people look at you like, Oh, like that was yesterday or they're like, Oh no. Like, I mean, how does, how does that play out? So Around the whole NHRA series, there was tons of factory support, you know, like early 2000s, all the way up, like I said, the series went away in 2007, kind of mid-2008 officially. Um, there was tons of factory support. Like I said, GM was involved. They were spending a couple million dollars a year on that program. Um, same thing with Mazda was out there. Scion was huge at that point. Um, it was then, Saturn involved too. Saturn was yes. involved for a little while. So Saturn was actually Saturn of San Diego. It was mm. kind of a private deal. And I actually am really good friends with one of the guys that was like crewing on that team. Because wasn't Chuck Etchells involved in that? Was it Sean. Chuck Etchells? The funny car guy? Uh, was maybe, it Chuck? maybe early on. There was there was a lot of there was a lot of people like there was a lot of crossover. Like the guy I worked for at one point, Marty Ladwick, he was like a big bike racer. Yeah. There was a lot of crossover from like domestic, bike, a little bit of everything. They were just kind of bringing in people like hey, everybody wants that dollar. Matt, you're, you're, Matt you're Hartford. In this world, I want you over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt Hartford. Matt, Matt, Matt Hartford made his so name in, over there. Yeah. Matt Hartford and his, and uh, Matt Hartford, the uh, Matt Scranton. Um, yep. all those you know those guys the titan guys are still out there racing now oh. they're racing a little bit more in the domestic they're doing x275 yeah. but like nero and bottle those guys have been ogs in this yep. world for a long time you know and um but in like 2007 i was actually it's funny because we won the team i was working for won pomona in 2007 so after the race we go to the awards banquet 
And they're telling us, the guys from Sony, they're like, hey, we renewed, we're coming back next year, we're going to do bigger and better and better. And we got all these plans. And then a month or two later, the series disappears. So one of the big things behind all that was actually, so Wally Parks was actually one of the big people that was a big supporter of the Sport Compact series because he hmm. saw the vision that this is going to be the future and we need to try to you know cultivate it to the future and stuff like that but then when he passed away it was kind of like oh you know what we're spending a bunch of money here we don't need to spend let's just get rid of it so then like i said some guys started doing the drifting stuff some guys kind of started doing you know the you know privateer you know jumping around from race to race series to series and then it kind of all fell down then a lot of the drifting does have a huge uh, factory support for sure. Um, even just the tire support, like, you know, the tire budget for one of those teams is 70, 80 grand a year. Factory and, ice dancing. I love it. And it really is like, so when, <laughs> so when my, I ran into one of the guys I used to work, you know, work alongside at, we used to race against at an event that we were at. And then a week later I get a call from the team owner, Gary, and he's like, Hey, um, we're putting in a second car. I need a guy to crew chief it. You know, would you be interested? I'm like, Gary, listen, I have no idea about anything about drifting. Oh, I don't need you to. I just need you to look at data make sure the car is not blowing up and just make sure like nothing's falling off. the. Car. How much smoke did I have? Did I win? How much? Did I, yeah, you, so need a, you need a little it, more smoke. It essentially is figure skating. <laughs> so, you know, they judge on a couple of things. The only problem is, you know, some of the drivers, their friends is the judge, and you know, it's kind of there's there is some favoritism, which I took a little while to get used to. Like, all right, you know, hey, if you're racing one of these big guys, you're probably not gonna win. Regardless of what happens, you're probably not gonna win. So because you didn't have enough smoke getting used to. You were you were eight inches from the wall. This guy was eight or seven point seven nine inches away from the wall. So you're not gonna win. It, it you were really, squealing really a lot down to that, like the amount of angle. They have some clipping points and stuff like that. But when Just I first went to it. one of those events, it was like you know they were they were kind of you know we drove down a road Atlanta from Jersey, so you know it's a pretty you know fifteen hour drive, twelve hour drive. So we're driving down. They're kind of giving me the you know the background on it, and I'm like, all right, whatever. They're like, listen, like it's gonna be when you get there today. There's gonna be no one there, but watch. You'll see Friday and Saturday. This place is gonna be insane, and it literally was the floodgates get open and it's just unbelievable the amount of people that show up same thing with Irwindale Irwindale is actually one of their big they call it the house of drift that's like one of their main tracks and right we got to go to what was supposed to be one of their last events there but it seems like every year they're saying that and it was it's insane that the amount of people but there is tons of factory support in the drifting world the drag racing world what we're doing is not so much we're kind of more like in the sportsman era now you know there is some rear wheel drive import like pro import stuff but it's kind of more of uh you know just once or twice a year they come out but for our stuff there actually is like a couple different you know promoters that have you know two three race series you know from different tracks up and down the east coast that you know we travel to and go to the, but, the miller family yes jason miller puts on well uh, MIR puts on I, uh, import revolution is the name of the race. Uh, everyone calls it IREV. They do that once a year. And then world cup is the big one at the end of the year that everyone gets ready for. And we race in that we've actually, you know, we've, we've qualified for that race for probably since 2011, which is tough. It's getting tougher and tougher these days, you know, but it is, it is one of those things that, you know, it's a good race. It's a big race, a lot of diversity. 
just the, you know, the amount of, and honestly, they do a really good job with the, the rules just to give you a good package of keeping, you know, everything good, having good parity between, you know, all the different combos that are out there. Hmm. All right. So, so yeah, I mean, Jason, I mean, I mean, Royce Miller, I mean, they started that stuff, you know, at MIR, Bud's Creek. I mean, they've been doing, they've been innovators when it's come to putting events together and trying to be diverse across the board and bring, bring more individuals and in, in segment groups in the community together and bring them into racing. Right. And they do it. I mean, obviously you can go to Orlando and see what, what they do down in Orlando when, when they bring import events down there. The, the thing that I'm looking at, so you, you've been doing this at different levels across the board in different variations and everything is revolved around the import side. Yeah. So now here we are, you know, we're, we're high performance, even though Cam wants to drive straight and he drives Sally cars and you and I got doors and stuff. So my thing is, is like right now, right, we're talking about the RPM Act. We're all spun up about how the politics side, all the tree hugging, save the environment, emissions, blah, blah, blah. California. Everybody's trying to get, yeah, we're trying to shove, shove towards this EV program, right? So that being said for you in that little world of the imports, is there anybody over there that's getting that rumbling or you, you're starting to see, okay, people are, are dying off or manufacturers are leaving, being involved, even if it's at small levels and so forth. Are, is, is there any kind of push marketing-wise, R&D-wise, into the EV side for these front-wheel-driven imports? In the front-wheel drive world specifically, there hasn't been uh, a huge push. Right now, our biggest thing is like, and it's it's not just us, the import world, it's kind of, from what I'm seeing, it's across the board, like it's impossible to find a header nowadays. No one's selling headers anymore. You know, the, obviously, I don't know if you guys have heard that uh, Holly bought AEM out, which AEM was a- yep. AEM, AEM was, Simpson, yeah. who else? <laughs> AEM bought out. So AEM kind of announced about a year ago that they were going to stop development on some of their engine management stuff and start focusing on, on EV only. And everyone kind of thought it was crazy because AEM's engine management stuff sometimes is hit or miss. And then for you to say, hey, I'm going to go focus on EV only, it's like, well, you guys don't have that 100% together yet. And now you want to go focus on EV stuff. Like, is that really a good idea? But maybe they saw something coming down the pipeline that we didn't. But we do see it from time to time. Like, even some of the software stuff that's out there from us is getting more and more restrictive. Um, it is becoming something to worry about. Uh, it definitely, it definitely, we have looked into it and kind of see, you know, got to be careful how you proceed. There have been a couple of shops on the import side that have gotten into some trouble with. You know, the EPA stuff, you know, there's a guy out in Pennsylvania that got, you know, they kind of made an example out of him. I don't know what the final, I know there was like a couple million dollars in fines hanging over his head. I don't know what ended up Whoa. happening. I think he basically had Say to, what? Yeah. Yeah. For what? Yeah, there was a guy Hold out on. in What? So there's a guy out in Pennsylvania. Uh, his name's Jeff Evans. Evans to me. Um, I'm not sure how it started. I think there was like a pissed off neighbor that might've been, you know, calling the cops on them or reporting them. But the EPA came and started, you know, poking around and basically hit him for a bunch of, he did a lot. He does a lot of like newer stock ECU stuff. So it was like, Oh, you're selling, let's say a Cobb tuner, which is 
you know, an emissions defeat device and you're tuning it. So there is countless amounts of that stuff. And one of the things we've seen is like the EPA is kind of going after some of these companies and they're actually asking like, hey, you know, who are you selling to? What's your dealer list? And that's becoming a problem Ugh. because now it's like, hey, well, the company told me they gave, hey, we sold CAM. 100 ECUs that do this and they're going to be like, all right, Cam, where are those 100 ECUs or who did you sell them to? Not good. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely becoming an issue that I know he had, like I said, it was a couple million dollars in fines. And then eventually I think he pleaded down on the stipulation that he's not allowed to like tune another car, like another street car again, basically. They, they almost, they pretty much put him out of business. Wow. We need to get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if he would, I don't know if he's probably legally allowed to talk about it, but yeah, again, like I said, I'm not, if you I, do some searching, the court documents are out there. You know, what's crazy like about this whole thing? Like I sit here and like being a college teacher in the automotive world, like they all know that I'm a race car driver, blah, 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 whatever. But a lot of them, like, like they don't know about like, big show drag racing, but they're all into like imports and, yeah. you know, that's what they S14s can relate to. And yeah, which that's what, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. Like, it's amazing that like all this stuff was so huge for so long. Like when I was in high school and then all of a sudden it just, boom, it was gone. But yet even the kids nowadays, they're still super into it. Like I like, and like you said, you can't find headers. You can't find this stuff. Like I have these kids that are like, literally like, jonesing for this stuff and i mean i don't I, I hate to say it like i tell him like dude i don't know shit about this stuff like call i'm gonna tell him to call my buddy ricky now because he'll probably hook you, you up send them our way yeah. yeah so i will say this rick made a, a comment about 2007 2008 time frame right and the split in if you want to call it split or or disappearance of the nhra sport compact series I remember that period of time I had just started like with the army of army of one program in recruiting and we were in the South and that sport compact series. And if you want to say, quote unquote, nopey environment, that circle, the, that demographic group, it was a large audience base that the army was trying to reach at that time because they were young aggressive kids that were into technology and i mean you're talking about way before we even started applying a program called stem and doing the science technology and english and math and so forth i mean i went to some events i'm from north carolina i'm kind of a country kid okay all right so i remember going to my first sport compact event and i was like are you kidding me? Hold on. The army, we can't be involved with this. I had to go back because there were some what, crazy. Was there, uh, was there what, like a jello wrestling? I was just going to say jello. That's all I remember was the jello wrestling. Yeah. Nobody was big on the lifestyle thing. They definitely had, you know, they had, it was like a party. So basically, you know, Saturday, wow. six, seven o'clock, once the qualifying was done, it was a, it was a show. After dark. I, yeah. Nopey after dark. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. I have, I'm not going to confirm or deny any of that stuff, but I went back and said, guys, we can't, we can't have our logo branding over here with what's going on. We are going to get in significant trouble. Uh, but those individuals, those people that attended those events, they had the mindset 
And if you want to look, if you, what do we always say, right? It, it typically in business, it takes you five to 10 years to realize how the ebb and flow went, right? This mm. is 2021. And what have we been talking about for the last 10 years? STEM, science, wrestling? technology. And, oh, no. Sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So get your anyway, mind out of the gutter, so Tom. Jeez. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm over here going, NHRA, you made a comment, Ricky. We did. We had an opportunity yeah. to be able to influence the last 20 years of individuals that we could have grown and brought in. And if you don't think we're not trying to redo that, look what we're doing with the junior street program and, and so forth at bracket races at bracket tracks across the country. We, we should have totally been doing that on, with the import program. How could, how did we not come to the, get to the point of having an import engine with a junior dragster? How did we not get there? How, how did we not it, it make that economical, right? And, and allow them to go through the process. Junior comp. I, again, I, that's what I'm saying. That time frame, we missed that period of opportunity. Yes, it happened at a bad time because of the recession. That was an economic impact for those companies that were involved in the NHRA's uh, sport compact. However, <clears throat> did the economy really help that? you know, decision-making process. And I would say it did because it really impacted anything that was, you know, leftover money being spent. But I hope we get back to it. I think the import world with where we're at with Hondas and, and so forth, they need to be brought over that we need. I mean, I know we're trying to have like outlaw street cars and the street outlaw programs. And we're trying to get all these people to have these eyeballs for A&E, but there's still that demographic group and audience and population that we should be trying to reach out to, to bring to the NHRA events, even if it's at the divisional level to start uh, on, on a weekly bracket program or something. Yeah. If you, uh, if you actually ever made it out to like one of our H day events, which I know Cam knows that Joe went to the one in New Hampshire last year. And, and obviously with all the pandemic, Took home stuff, the w. Pretty, I didn't end up going to that one because uh, we had some car issues that kind of stopped us from going. Um, but even with a pandemic, that place was packed. And this, so we had that event in MI, we had that event twice a year, once as MIR and then the other ones in New Hampshire, like in the middle of the summer. And it, it was a packed house. It really is. And that event is more of like, you know, drag race, car show, lifestyle aspect. But I've, there's only one other time I've seen MIR that packed and it's during World Cup. And I've gone to MIR plenty of times. And, you know, they, they do pull a fair amount of, you know, it is, it is Honda accurate base. So it's kind of, you know, there's, there's only so much of that demographic you get there, but the um, last race that we were just at this past weekend at Maple Grove, it was just, you know, an overall import race. So we had a lot of like the old rear wheel drive starlets and Corollas and stuff like that, the pro import stuff. And again, packed house for an event. That's the first year that they're running this event at that track. There was, you know, 350 racers. Um, I know they had a couple hundred show cars on Sunday. They had all kinds of stuff going on. But, it, you know, it was the event kind of ran a little long just because, you know, there's tons of oil downs and cleanups and stuff like that, which, again, there's, you know, there's only so much you can do to control that. Did so. they take the oil and, and include it into the Jello wrestling? That's probably <laughs> what they should have done with that. So, but yeah, it, oh was, it wasn't – 
it was definitely a good event. And it just goes to show like, you know, in July we have uh, the Pan American Nationals, which is a really, really big event that comes around once a year for, they do a big Team USA versus Team Puerto Rico thing. So that event's going to be a madhouse. And it's one of those things where if you come out and see the amount of people that are there, it is predominantly, you know, the younger crowd, you know, the people that can relate. But, you know, one of the big things that's kind of killed that industry in our area is just we've been kind of losing more and more tracks around here. So obviously we lost English Town a couple of years ago. That was our national event track. That track's 20 minutes from us. So now it's like, all right, well, you know, the next closest track that actually has an NHRA national event is Maple Grove. You know, two hours away on average, two to three hours for most guys. But some guys are going to, you know, might not want to take that ride. But it's just, you know, the point of trying to bridge the gap with, you know, trying to the cross promotion thing, you know, is big and trying to just get people to see like, hey, there is other stuff out there besides what we do or besides what you guys do. You know, we try to you know, show that there is a little bit more besides just our draft, our former racing. No, it's it. Oh, Don's got his finger up. Yes. Yes. You in the back. And yes, back here, back here, please. Yes, sir. Don O'Neill, uh, Associated Press. So while while the rest of the world in motorsports is talking about how, you know, NASCAR is trying to bring in new manufacturers, right? They're, they keep talking about Honda coming into the sport that they want Honda to come in. Here we are in the NHRA world where we're losing automotive manufacturers you know, right. We're re realistically, we have Mopar, a little bit of Ford support and a little bit of Chevy. It, it is, it is completely the time for NHRA drag racing to move forward and try to acquire this, this type of class, this type of vehicle environment and bring it into the sport because the demographics, the age groups, the ethnic backgrounds, everything aligns for the products that we're bringing to the big stage and we want to put in front of people consumer wise and automotive wise, it now's the time. It, it, I mean, we should be welcoming Honda or Acura or it, heck. I mean, they're still selling Mitsubishi's. I mean, you know, we could have an issue huge market right now. Oh right. yeah. But we have, we have Toyota, right? And they, I mean, they brought, NHRA brought NASCAR into town last week and they had Bubba Wallace and those guys and they were driving, you know, racing Toyota Supers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I mean, I'm talking about like having an SUV class. I mean, legitimately, right? I mean, anything. I mean, we're racing RVs because of the camping world, so, right? I mean, I, mean, I, I mean, come on. This is, but it is absolutely. If you're trying to say we're trying to go back in time and, and try to rewrite history, if we're going to do something that's going to energize population into our sport, we need to do that. Yeah. Even we, we need to wrap our arms around it and bring it in because everybody's got money. I don't know what this the whole thing about discriminating against everybody's money's green and it all spins the same. I don't care where you get it from. Right. And, and you don't care where you get it from because you, you're trying to pay for your racing operation yeah, and you don't right. care where the sponsors, where the sponsors spend their money. As long as it's helping you be able to race, we're all doing the same thing yeah, exactly. Stop. at different levels, yeah. but it's all the same. Uh, it's totally relative. Does not matter at what, what level, just it's no, a number it of commas and zeros. That's all it is. No, I, I'm, I'm really glad we had you on because it, it really opens up 
um, you know, not only our 18 listeners that we have to this, you know, hopefully the sport of sport compact, but, uh, you know, just, is that what it's still called sport compact? I don't want to. Yeah. It's sport compact or import you know, or racing. Okay. Well, they, they, so when NHRA came in, they made it the sport compact thing because Chevy had the cobalt out at the time and the Saturn yep. deals were around. Right. But yeah. It used to be import racing back when it was like the Naira days, which was pre NHRA. Okay. Oh my God. I remember those. I, heck yeah. Right, did you have on, the Naira minute. video we, game, Don? No, no, I did not have the Naira. Oh, I've never on. been. I've did they have it on been, Atari? No. <laughs> or else Cal- 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 Vision. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've never been a gamer, so I don't fall into that category. Well, then you, I guess you're not going to buy the NHRA game. What's the matter with you? Right. If it, I just want to be in ever, the game. Who do we got to talk to? If it ever comes to market. If it ever comes to market. Yeah, you're gonna. I need to. I need to see it first. Just okay. Saying. All right. Nonetheless, I right. may but buy one of them. One of them Xbox things that you speak of. If <laughs> if we get, is that what it's called, Xbox? Yeah, I don't. I don't play, but I know there's Xbox okay. and there's uh, Xbox PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah, that was the one I had. I had the original PlayStation. That's all I had. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Woo! For life. So anyway. Um, but no, but yeah, it's, it's been super cool to, to kind of open our eyes and, and, uh, and chat about this stuff and just goes to show you that there's, there's so many like, uh, you know, fingers of the world of motorsports and, you know, even like with us, like even in drag racing, right. There's, there's mm. so many ways and avenues that you can, you know, make a living or race a car or whatever it is. I mean, obviously you make a living in this industry, so that's, that's killer. I think that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. But Don doesn't like to let anybody leave this show, as you know, without answering a few questions. So Don, I'm going to let you take it from here before we let our pal Ricky go. And yeah, wait. Well, Rick, obviously, as we wrap up and close up, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate you taking time out appreciate and uh, sharing you your experience. No worries. No worries at all. But yes, you said you're a longtime listener. You know what's coming. You get to send one Christmas card to anybody in motorsports, alive or dead. Who are you sending it to? Um, I kind of touched on that earlier. It would be Wally Parks just because, like I said, he was, uh, he was one of the ones that actually wanted the sport compact stuff to stay around and you know, it was a big push for it. So That's a badass Christmas card because I don't think he's actually ever gotten it. And to come from an import racer, that's freaking badass. See? It takes That's all exactly kinds right. for the world to go. I never got like to that. meet him. I did see him wandering around Pomona one year, but I never got to actually meet him or take a picture with him. But, but yeah, I would go to Wally for sure. I like that. That's it. I, I'm, I'm spot on with that for sure. All right. You get to send one WTF card to anybody in motorsports. Who is it and why? So this one's a little bit weird, but it would be to the people of the IAA, which is the insurance auto auction group that's going around buying up all the racetracks or trying to buy up all the racetracks. So, you know, they they came and pretty much put drag racing out of English town and rented the property. And now they're going after ATCO, which apparently ATCO is probably sold. And I've heard rumors that they're going after uh, Orlando as well. So not really sure which drag racer pissed off the guy from IAA. I don't know if maybe <laughs> lady out there with a drag racer or something, but it seems like someone over there definitely has a hard on for the drag strips of uh, the East coast over here. So definitely be one of those. Like, you know, that is also a good WTF card. I, I, I like this. We're going to have to have him come back. Um, 
But yeah, that well, that is very I think, interesting. I think right now, Dr. Meyer, because I know you listen to our show, Dr. Jamie Meyer, head at PRI. Yeah. Uh, I, Dr. Meyer, you're gonna we're gonna have to get you on the show and have a conversation about the IAA and uh, figure out where their headquarters at, and maybe we'll just have to send them a bunch of rolls of pennies for them. I'll to send have them to some glitter, some glitter bombs. Glitter bombs. Glitter bombs. Yeah. Yeah, with a roll, roll of pennies attached to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might have to do that. Well, Rick, hey, you get your parting shot as you head out of here. Anybody you want to shout out, sponsor, follow you, tag you, Discount promo code want to be you. We Here's should be asking chance. him to do that considering he's got like 9 million followers in comparison <laughs> to us. So, I mean, yeah, but yeah, shoot the moon. Uh, well, you could, uh, you could follow me on, you know, Instagram and Facebook at uh, Ricky CLM or our shop pages at CLM Motorsports, you know, and as far as thanking, uh, you know, first thank my wife for putting up and supporting and being involved in, in all the stuff that we do. She's definitely a big, uh, big part of it all. Um, the shop I work for, CLM Motorsports, my boss, Fernando, he's basically been the, uh, you know, my mentor and tuner and crew chief for many years. And, you know, one of the driving forces behind this whole thing. And, you know, the people at McLeod for coming on board this year is pretty big. And, um, you know, we're happy and we look forward to, you know, a lot of great things with them and just getting their product out into the sport compact and import world. And, you know, making that footprint of theirs a little bit larger in this, uh, in this segment. You know, but um, I also wanted to give a quick thanks to a friend of mine who's you guys are actually, you know, know her uh, Jeannie Linky. She's actually part of the reason why, you know, this McLeod deal came through. She kind of, you know, helped put together some of the the press stuff and, you know, some of the proposal and, you know, help, you know, kind of put my ideas into into reality and kind of make it sound all great when, uh, when we sent it over. So. <laughs> I like she's it. badass. She's badass, dude. Yeah, she. I've I've known her for quite some time from when she worked at English Town. You know, we were friends, and it was kind of one of those things like, hey, you know, take a look at my stuff. Tell me what you think. Because at the time, I was doing a lot of my own stuff. Like me and the wife were doing all kind of going our you know our own thing based off of some you know some templates we found online, and just kind of just having a general idea of what people want and are looking for. You know, and then she kind of came in and just gave us a little bit of a different take on things. You know, from like the domestic side and you know, we th- had some takeaways from some of her stuff. She had some takeaways from some of our stuff. So, you know, it's kind of, kind of worked out for us. So definitely happy to have her on board. Yeah. She's way bad, more badass holding on to a steering wheel than her husband is too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dan, I said, I said that Dan, yes, you can send me a hate mail racers and rental cars.com. <laughs> Making friends over here, Don. Making friends. Uh, uh, well, Rick. Hey, anytime you've got any announcements or anything at all, you're always welcome back on the show, my friend. Thank you very much for uh, hopefully educating the ten listeners that we have on the differences and the challenges. As I think a lot of people think that different forms of motorsports have some sort of different challenge, and there may be a degree of separation, but we all have the same challenges. Different, different yeah. budgets. That's all. That's it. That's there you it. Go. There you Appreciate go. Appreciate you guys right. having me on. Like I said, uh, I've been listening for a while now, and it's you know pretty cool to be on here. Absolutely, we uh, will definitely have to have you back and uh, keep up the good work uh, on uh, that side. I I hear a lot of really good things about you from my inside scoops that I have over at McLeod. So keep up the good work, and uh, we will definitely, uh, yeah, 
talk and maybe see you soon. All right. Have to come for a McLeod visit and maybe I'll swing by. Yeah, I, I wanna maybe when the world opens back up on that side, we could try to go over there and see what's going on. All right, we'll see you in 2040. <laughs> no, no kidding, right? Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. well, Rick, hopefully, hopefully you can find something else to keep you more busy than you're being bored to have to listen to our podcast. But nonetheless, <laughs> it, it's good background noise in the shop. There you go. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it. It will make a dog go to sleep. So just turn it on. Put it. In. My dog always goes to sleep when I'm playing it. She goes right to sleep. So it must be good. Good. Good music background fodder for the animals white noise. To to yeah, that's it. All right, Rick. Thanks again. Take care, sir. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll see you. See, dude, having people on like that that have a different background, they're, they, they're dealing with the same challenges. And I would even venture to say that if we had to sit down and make a pros and cons list, he's probably dealing with more cons than pros compared to us in the NHRA world when you start thinking about what, you, what we get for somewhat of media support, some way of having PR. Well, yeah, some you get way a- of, hey, you get a bunch of people that, that bitch and complain about what we have to endure. And, you know, on their side, it's, it's a shame, you know, I mean, there's a lot of very talented, um, smart individuals that work and drive and tune those cars. And it's like, you know, it's, it's a shame, you know, it's, a, it's like a lot of things, whether it's your Saturday night modified street stock kind of guy on the round round side. I mean, everybody has some sort of a struggle and, you know, it, it's cool to, I mean, yes, it's cool to hear that they have the same struggles, but it's also kind of sucks because we all just want to race at the end of the day, <laughs> whether it's a well go-kart or a bicycle race car, whatever. Like, I mean, we all have share some sort of the same passion. So I just hope that, uh, you know, they can, they can continue to succeed and, and excel. And obviously the, the company that he works for, um, seems to be doing rather well. So that's awesome. Yeah, no. And I hope that, I hope that at least the takeaway is also for the listener or audience is that they also to be, to understand, to be appreciative of what it is that we do have, right? We're always so quick to talk about what we don't have glass half empty that sometimes we miss the opportunities <clears throat> and, and able to capitalize or push what we do have and make it as best as we possibly can, right? Because we're all, all of us struggle on doing social media, doing PR, getting other individuals out to the racetrack, you know, I, I, things of that nature, we're all guilty for, right? We cannot, we have to also take some of the, the, the responsibility and the own and own it. We got to, that, that's ours to own that we're not bring, if we're not bringing people out or inviting people to the racetrack or trying to get people to come out or, or a media individual or whatever the case is, how, whatever segment it is, right. we have to accept responsibility for that as well. We can't just put complete 100% onus onto a sanctioning body or to a promoter, you know, because it, again, at some point it becomes the percentages and Yep. We all need, we all need, we all need to do our percentages. Absolutely. And I will say probably my favorite part of the show was when he agreed with me that drifting was ice skating. I thought that was pretty badass. Well, <laughs> a man, a man of his caliber in that world. You know, I, I give all my students crap all the time because they're all into drifting and I call it ice skating and they get all mad at me. But anyway, I call, I call it, I call it damn noise making is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's <laughs> what my die used to love that crap, dude. And they'd have Angie it thinks it's rad too. She like wa- like I'll catch her like in the living room. She's like secretly looking up Formula D results. I'm like, what the on fuck you? is the matter with you? When they had it, remember they had it at Charlotte that one year in the in they yeah. squared it off right there. Yeah, we're in the suite up there at it, it for NGK, and I'm like, die, where are you going? Oh, they're out there. They're they're, they're drifting. I'm gonna go, out. and she just stand out there on the balcony. I'm like, they're burning gas, burning rubber, and making noise. Yep. Going in circles. Sometimes they're going in the wrong damn direction of the circle, too. And they're not. I racing. don't know if they did. They're not. Yeah, there's no clock. I don't see anything. I mean, what are we doing here? I think it would I be mean, better if they did. If they did, like, physically have to race while they were doing it. But no, apparently that's not a thing. Anyway, anyway, it is. a It is a big thing, though, because I'm here to tell you right now. LS Fest at Bowling Green. Dude, they can't. I mean. You, oh, they pack it in. Yeah, I'm telling you, everybody's into it. I just can't get into it. I mean, like, we need to get. Stint- I'm doing a call out wow. right now. Does anybody know one of these drifting people? Because we'd love to have them on the show. Because I'm, I'm the guy sitting with that thing that the change my mind sign right now with the coffee cup. Yeah, yeah. Prove me wrong. Yeah, right. drifting's yeah. lame. Prove me wrong. And or right. drif- I, drifting I mean, is ice skating. Prove me wrong. I yeah. I'm dude. I'm I'm in there with you because I'm like. Yeah, they got people bring ladders. They're standing on top of ladders so they can get up higher to be able to see at the LS Fest. I'm like, dude, man. Yeah. The, right. sad, the sad part is, is, meanwhile, they're running super comp while they're doing all that shit at the drag races and the whole stands are standing there watching this guy do a donut. Donut. Doing a donut. Yeah, I right. mean, the only way we could make it better is put a Best Buy sign up or something there as a sponsor is they <laughs> swirling around in a damn circle like he's making a pot of chili or something i don't know <laughs> what, what whatever all right we got all right, let's get to let's get to some business real quick big big news right and, and i and i and i say that because everything that's happened this week has been huge there is so much going on in the world of motorsports and the business world that it's just ridiculous and it's like we went so long and everything was so quiet let's just talk right now let's start right off tony stewart dude he's doing big things in the drag racing world okay i mean he's i I mean what can you what what other block is he trying to check off on his list (laughs) hey man i mean i'd uh, be doing the same thing okay I mean, I would be. I mean, if wow. I was like a nine a billion time champion of anything that I've ever touched, it turned to gold and I had the money to do it. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, I'd go fling around a, some sprint cars and some and some NASCARs and things of that nature just for the hell of it. Why not? And I almost guarantee you he's going to be racing top fuel at some point. I, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but it's pretty obvious that something's going to go down, I would imagine. So. Well, I will tell you, watching Kudos to him. him. Yeah, watching him Monday at Charlotte. Dude, I mean, legit. First run I saw. Uh, first one I've seen him in person, right? And, dude, straight as a freaking string. I mean, like, nothing. Yeah. Straight down. Came by. I mean, he just... I, and, I mean, all business. I mean, so... And, and here's the thing the spotlight that that guy is bringing to our sport, right? That mm-hmm. we, you and I compete in. 
I mean, there were camera crews everywhere. Chase Briscoe's hanging out. Kyle, Kyle Larson's Larson. hanging out. Dude. Bush, Mr. Rowdy Bush himself was there. Well, that was the I mean, right. But, I mean, we're going to give that credit to NHRA and Marcus and Bruton Smith and the whole SMI team for everything that they do to bring that in and cross-promote over, how they work that out with Toyota, with Sean and JR and, and, and Bubba and, and, who was, and Daniel Hemrick. I mean, so – and Kyle Bush and, and, you know, Kyle brought his son Brexton, which is his birthday. Happy birthday, Brexton. I mean, the, this, this whole deal for this past week of the crossover – spotlight trying to get more nascar fans to pay attention to nhra nascar fans i promise you in nhra you make a blitz that tony stewart is going to be at the u.s nationals debuting in nhra top fuel 330 mile an hour and they will not not be able to find a seat to sit down because mm-hmm. you're talking about a hometown kid Tony Stewart in Indy. I mean, he's bringing them over. Yep. Stewart, I, I mean, it's awesome. I think it is just humongous for our sport because he is a household name. If you remember two years ago, we were criticizing him because he punched that guy at the track over it because he wouldn't shut up. Remember, he was signing yep. autographs for all those people, yep. and that guy just kept running his mouth at him, and Tony just laid it, I mean, laid into him. If you don't think we need that guy over here in NHRA, you're sadly mistaken. We need that. We need that. We need that. Huh? Uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some of you double. uh, Are you double bobble? (laughs) Are you double bobbing? Are you you rolling in deep on Tony? Are you rolling in? Are you rolling in deep on Tony? I knew you were going to go there. (laughs) I just knew it. but uh, kind of cool, dude. You know what I thought was really funny on the broadcast? I on over the weekend they actually explained what deep staging was. I did hear that they had like I, a "Did I, you I know?" Did. like, and it's perfectly yes. legal, like a, like a full on definition. I was like, hmm, this should just just said Cameron, <laughs> quoted Cameron Frey. Yes, dude. I'm telling you, I'm all in. I dude, I keep hearing that he's got money. Like, not his money. Of course, Obviously. he's got money, right? I'm talking about I keep hearing that he's got sponsors, right? And you're over there at DSR. And so if you don't think they don't know how to make stuff go down the racetrack, you've probably been living under a rock for like the last decade, but nonetheless. So I'm stoked, dude. Yeah. I'm totally stoked. Oh, yeah. I'm totally stoked. So congrats. And congrats to you for getting finishing your license. And also... Congratulations to you for bringing a spotlight to our our sport of NHRA. Absolutely. Thanks for coming over. I hope I get we to stay. I, I hope I do get to make a run with him. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Dude, yeah, that's that's. I mean, I mean, just think about it. How many people can, are going to get the opportunity to say they lined up beside Tony Stewart in a top fuel car? And actually, if he did do Indy, I would maybe be one of the guys because I would be Brighton, for, no points. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Low in points. I, I actually may. I don't know. We're still working on which races we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. My, right. My deal. But Andy that, might be one. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Hell yeah. Dude, he is just like, I mean, legitimately, I, I did not talk to him. Didn't say one word to him. 
But he is ball cap down. I mean, he looks like he is 100% all biz. While he was there Monday, the couple times I saw him on Sunday, I mean, just, I mean, it's not like he's just screwing around. I got nothing else to do. Let me spend some money and I want to go drive a top fuel car. I mean, he, it's just not, he's like all in. I yeah, mean, he was focused cool. and I, yeah, totally. Lo- loved, as it, loved as it, he loved should it. be. And that's rad that he's actually doing it that way. Not yeah. just like I you mean, said, not, not just, I have a buttload of money and I'm just going to go blow it and I don't really care how to drive it. He's actually carrying on the procedure and the actually how to drive a top fuel car because so a like lot the, of people you know, get a bad rap for that. In this oh, sort of absolutely. Racing, as we know, think, think about this. This is, I'll, I'll tell you what I was so impressed with first. I mean, I had not seen him focus on it on the YouTube videos, right. That they've done when he rolled in, dude, he, is he flickering the bulb. <laughs> he, 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 it barely, I mean, he, it, he, it wasn't like he stuffed it in there. I mean, I was like, Oh, nice. Like a seasoned vet, dude. I was like, that's it. I mean, that just, that take, you know, that takes practice and you know, mm-hmm. that takes focus, right. To do that. I mean, I would, that was, that was, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, just you're know, talking about Tony Stewart, but then it was even cooler seeing Chase Briscoe, Kyle Larson. They're there hanging out, supporting him chilling i mean especially on monday after kyle larson was like i don't know a few laps from picking up the dover win dominating there so that was cool uh how about let's stick it with a little bit let's flip a little bit back over into nascar brad kaslowski complete marketing business opportunity roush fenway offers him a deal to leave penske racing to come be part owner and a full-time driver at roush fenway starting in 2020 too not too bad not too bad that's that i thought that was i thought that was pretty good uh it's been interesting to hear about all the comings and goings in nashville that are surrounding uh the track there and the process and the council meetings and some of the things are they're just hilarious i'm not going to get into it but if you're bored and want something to laugh about while you're on the toilet Go to Twitter uh, and just hashtag it, search for Nashville Speedway. And I mean, some of the things that people, the, the individuals around that community that are say, they were saying in those meetings uh, or proceedings for, you know, the free speech, if you will, your opportunity to talk, just downright hilarious. I, I, I'm not going to get into it. I just, just need to go read them. Uh, laugh yourself up a little bit. Um, shocking news, even though this is going to come out Saturday, Houston two day event, from a three day, two day event, baby. Cause we got no hurricanes, sportsman. no sportsman, except for a factory stock, alcohol and top sportsman, top dragster. So they will, they will be there. Um, basically it's going to look like a Norwalk when we had the Norwalk nationals, uh, back in, I think that was 19. So, um, uh, yeah, very much so. That, but we'll wait and see how that plays out. Do you want to give your shout out? We want to give our shout out to Krista. You want to do that? I know that's your peep. You want to get you want you want to you want to handle that? Who? Krista. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to keep it going there a little bit. Does, I, does you, Krista you speak of? 
<laughs> no, I don't even think she listens to the damn show. Yeah, she was on it. She was crying for how long that she wasn't on it, and then she probably doesn't even listen anymore. Nah, mm-hmm. she's that one and done. Yep, yep. One no, no, a big, big shout out to her. She ran totally awesome um, in her grandpa's car and won her very first first round. I actually sent her a text and I said, welcome to the, I won my first top fuel competition round at Charlotte Z-Max Dragway Club because I did the same myself. So um, that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, major congrats to her. I'm glad to see that uh, she's doing so well. So it's good. It's good to see the little people doing well. So, Dude, little people, nothing. Those guys threw down on the starting line with celebration. Anthony DeCero does not <laughs> have any athletic skills, and I'm pretty sure he got some air, my friend. When I, mean, I he, actually didn't get he, to see that part because I was I was driving home, and we had it playing, but like I, you know, I couldn't drive. Yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, get man. all the dirty I, details. Yeah, from up top, it looked like it looked like Anthony had some hops in him. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> So, uh, but that, that was good. It was, uh, got to give another shout out though. First time winner, Dallas Glenn. Yes. That's awesome. He's a West coast boy and that's awesome. He, Hey man, he worked hard. He's, he's, uh, he's done it the right way. He went to work for a team. He paid his dues, got an opportunity, got some funding with silver state, uh, commercial refrigeration, which is actually a, a Vegas West coast company and the rad torque system. So good for him. And like, I'm I'm super stoked, and it sounds like they're gonna run the full deal, from what I heard. Or well, well, I, dude, it, hold how on. How do you not? I guess. Let, let's not. Okay, so let's let's identify a couple of things right now. Hands down, for this year's Rookie of the Year, you've got to throw Josh Hart and Dallas Glenn. I I mean, oh. I'm not taking anything away from Krista, and I don't want to take anything away from Kyle Koretsky, but. Let's let's focus right now. It, it's coming down to Dallas Glenn and Josh Hart at the end of the year for the rookie of the year. I just I'm, I mean, somebody's going to have to really make an argument to me. To, I'm that guy holding the cup of coffee. Change my mind. I yeah. mean, come on. Right. Nice. Yeah, no, I'll, I agree. I'll, so, I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Yep. And then then let's talk about what happens 12 hours after you win your first NHRA national event. You're laying on the racetrack, checking the ride height underneath Kyle Koretsky's car while he's testing on Monday. Mm-hmm. That's that's Dallas Glenn. So cool. when yeah, it was you know right back at work. I mean, back at the track, ready to go to work. I mean, that's that's some dedication, some focus over there in the KB camp. So uh, kudos for that, um, dude. Four wides. This is my ne- this is the one thing I'm going to tell you from a marketing negativity. <laughs> you want to talk about being able to amplify your weaknesses. <laughs> if you can't leave on if you can't leave on time, you get to go home with low of the low of the round and you go home. There's that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I did see that. So, um tough deal. Tough deal for the PR people that's got to try to navigate that professionally <laughs> and try to put a positive spin on it. Uh, but nonetheless, dude, again, um, I'm gonna, we're, we're going to wrap the show up. I got two things from that standpoint. One, thank you to ZMAX Dragway, 
Mike Jones, NGK, NHRA, the the staff, Joe Costello, Adi Bauer, Brian Loans. Um, the list goes on and on. I appreciate uh, everything you guys did in recognizing Die with the banner on the wall. Uh, the mention during Sunday's uh, opening ceremonies, uh, prayer, uh, the the TV, uh, the TV graphic. Uh, I mean, I, Gary Pritchett, Dom Lagana, uh, Stevie Jackson, Jeff Barker. I mean, David Barton. The I mean, the list goes on. The Meyer family. I mean, that was huge for Rachel Meyer to win for for her uncle, her uncle Joe, and her and her cousin Dusty. Um, it, it was an emotional Sunday, uh, NHRA four wide NGK nationals. And uh, so I, again, thank you very much to everyone. Uh, didn't know that I wanted to go, but I went and I'm glad that I did. So uh, thank you for that. And then in closing, I have to tell a small story about the little guy since you talked about Krista. Um, I posted it up today on my social media feed from 2018 in Topeka. It was uh, Di and I's first time there for the NHRA Menards Nationals. And I was driving the old Monte Carlo for VP. And we had first round against Alan Firestone, uh, who obviously flies underneath the elite banner. And so we are in the staging lanes for first round, and we had to wait a little while because somebody broke the broke or went off the end of the racetrack. And we were sitting there, and it was legitimately it was me and Di on the golf cart, and and then three cars over with four golf carts is the entire elite camp: Chad Coughlin, Eric Enders, Royce Freeman, Richard Freeman, the whole entire pro stock team, two pro stock teams, all over there with Alan Firestone. And I will never forget Di going on the golf cart and going. So it's all of them against us. And I said, yep, don't worry. It'll be fine. And Kenny Carson came up there and took a video of Di on the starting line. And we won that round. It was a tight race uh, with Alan, but we won. And I remember telling her over the radio, when, we, when that wind light comes on, act like you've been there. Win or lose, act like you've been there. And she did. She, that's the like the only video I have of her ever fist pumping. <laughs> and I think it, you know, she she really uh, you know, because we do when you talk about the little guy, we start licking. I mean, that that can be a mental deal to you, right? You see 30 people standing up there behind one car. I mean, think about it being an NHRA finals. Let's take somebody like Kalita. And that, I mean, all of those guys come to the starting line, all of those teams come to the starting line all those crew members, and they stand there. And, and it could be you with your five guys looking across the racetrack at 45 guys standing behind, right? That's intimidating. And that can excuse be me, Excuse me, sir. I'd like, to, I'd like to do my burnout. Could you, could you maybe? Yeah, yeah. Could you, could, could, could you move over a little here? bit. Yeah, yeah, right. And so it is, but, but it's, it's that, that feeling at that moment, right? That, that's a little bit of Krista Baldwin right there. Absolutely. When you when you do when you do turn on your wind light, and so uh, yeah, so that was good. I just saw the video went over you know a measly thousand views, but it's still something that that I'll never forget. And uh, at that was the last time she ever worried about how many people anybody had. I told her I was like, we're not racing people. There's there's only two of us. Right. So uh, 
But uh, no, thanks again. Thanks again to uh, our guest, Ricky, coming on. And uh, thank you for putting it together, Cam. And uh, it's an off weekend. I'm going to work on broken junk. As like all race cars are, they're all junk anyway, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> mechanical piles. And uh, I'm going to get on with it. I hope you have a good weekend. Tell Ange and the kids we said hello. And you too. get us out of here, dude. So, well, you, I mean, you pretty well kind of nailed it there. But, I mean, as per usual, thank you to uh, um, all of our peeps that uh, make this happen. Voice America, NGK, CBDMD, KNN. Uh, we'll throw on McLeod in there because considering, I mean, hell, we've had like the whole the whole fleet on the show. So, I mean, yeah, thanks for giving us some content. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, Flow Sports, make sure uh, make sure you uh, go download the Flow Sports Flow Racing app. Get yourself uh, in there on that. It's actually really cool. They got a lot of drag racing stuff coming out on there too. So, if you're a drag racer, check it out. If you're a roundy round racer, they got plenty. So. Oh, 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 Don's got one little caveat before I leave. Go ahead. Yeah, before I came back in here, don't want to forget. Thanks to our friends at Speed Sport as we're hanging out with new audience over there. So thank you guys very much for uh, tuning in and listening to Cam and I as we'll uh, either bore you or make you throw up with how bad our lives are compared to yours. One or the other. You just have to figure it out as we go along. I'm out. If you enjoy this dumpster fire, we'll see you next week. The track, the drag strip, the desert challenge. Cane infiltration is found wherever there's racing. It teaches us what works. Every mile of lessons go into every cane filter, so every filter can go to the finish. Special discounts on KN air, oil, and cabin filters. Available at participating resellers and on KNFilters.com. Thank you for downloading this episode of Racers and Rental Cars. This episode has been brought to you in part by Streetway Marketing and Media, Voice America for all of your podcasting needs, KN Air Filters, Manscaped.com, CBDMD, Motion Raceworks, and LB Trailer Sales. Be sure to use the RIRC promo code at any of the listed sponsors. We appreciate your business and we'll see you next week.